Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. Thank you all very, very much once again for joining me on a great episode. We are going to be speaking about many things, many serious things, things that I do not say lightly, things that I do not say without a great deal of forethought and without renewed inspiration from martyrs of the cause of truth, justice, and the American way. Words specifically from the speaker, Bill Cooper, given at a public talk in a lecture, which I recently watched, and I have considered myself with a lot of pride to have been a very um, well-rounded uh, you know, uh, collector and reviewer of Bill Cooper's works over the course of years, having listened to hundreds of episodes, the all the key lectures, all the key points, and having been a um, evangelical Bill Cooper supporter to all my co-workers, friends, and family, always uh, showing his videos and lectures when appropriate. I feel like the, you know, researcher that he was is superior to any criticisms of the man he was underneath. His points are second to none and are absolute in their correctness and astounding in their accuracy at describing the actions of demoralization by those worshippers of the ancient mystery religions in a conspiracy of gaining power and influence at the highest echelons and ranks of society and using that influence to usher in strictly un-American views to challenge and to destabilize to use government control to defund and is called disenfranchise many institutions that were considered pillars of American uh, the relationship between American government and the people to grow massive amounts of federal and local and state political groups to oversee areas of Americans and uh, their lives, their uh, businesses, the uh, very fabric of our society as a nation from a populist ground level grassroots society, mostly rural, to the it's called post industrial urban uh, internationalist uh, powerhouse or superpower that you would see. Uh, currently, and they have changed with their m- control of the education system, 
the, I guess you call it, the very fundamental uh, relationship that mankind has with themselves and their mind, and by mankind I mean uh, the American people, have with themselves, their mind, their history, their identity, their concepts like ideology, the very tribal fabric of the formation of the, the, the culture of America has been called into question and will not exist in the 21st century as it did in the 20th century without a doubt currently. Now, Bill Cooper was... If you don't know the story of Bill Cooper, Bill Cooper was shot by federal agents, I believe by the IRS, after years of provoking the government and being a highly visible thorn in their side, but also um, fearlessly promoting tax... um, um, Objection to paying taxes, I guess you call it tax uh, refusal, on grounds of being a sovereign citizen, and on challenges of the validity, the legality, of the taxes and the IRS themselves. The situation and the circumstances around the actual shooting of Bill Cooper are various and and you know, conflicting and I highly advise you to do your own research and watch the videos available, the documentaries uh, available about the death of Bill Cooper and the many implications of, you know, who was actually involved, who was responsible, whether it was part of the uh, Clinton body count, whether it was part of the uh, global, you know, New World Order uh, attempt at suppressing 9-11 truthers um, during, you know, immediately after the events of 9-11, uh, someone as razor sharp and as critical as uh, Bill Cooper would have easily been able to uh, warn a majority of the right wing, current, like, see, even in those terms, currently right wing and uh, traditionally militant, hawkish uh, elements of America into being skeptical in supporting figures like George Bush or Dick Cheney and being able to spot the influence of the Bilderberg Group, the uh, OPEC, and um, other various elements in the the New World Order, uh, such as the, the relationship between the European Union as, a, as what it was, a gigantic... Uh, accelerant into this one world government system by the calling of independent national sovereigns uh, the term rogue nation and the term axis of evil and dictator and and terrorist sponsor and it would have been a very different last 20 years had Bill Cooper survived the episode that we're going to be speaking about uh, the episode you know, that we're on right now and what we're going to be speaking about is coming to terms with the inevitability of how much this is accelerated and that the world in which Bill Cooper existed, the 90s, or late 80s and primarily the 90s, uh, 
was one of now when now when seen, it's as distant now, if you looked back then, to um, the 1990s and the 1970s. It's absolute night and day. And you can tell that there was a progression towards something, an idea of, like, momentum towards an event. And that event was ultimately 9-11, if you look at it geopolitically and socially. And then with the last true um, populist resistance to the state, and I'm talking only in terms of political activism and political relationships behind independent Americans and what it means to be American and um, the different spectrum from people who just want to, uh, you know, enjoy their freedom of speech and uh, express themselves, you know, profitably are people who want to start their own businesses to further, you know, their own wealth, are people who want to uh, start families or pursue religious uh, faiths. You know, the identity of Americans politically and, and political socially from the 1970s to the 1990s was radically different due to the manipulations and the accelerations of the New World Order and this global democratic socialist left, the neoliberal left, that was trying to eradicate and, and make outlaw a lot of the um, traditional power structures of our society as well as other power structures across the world and their societies. Um, these traditional power structures had existed for hundreds of years and were very indicative of more of a natural order of things than the um, present scientific community, which is now currently completely owned by these New World Order accelerationists who uh, control the elite, and they control the international Western elite, uh, such as the WHO, such as the World Health Organization, such as um, all, all organizations that were created in the last hundred years, specifically to manage things like education, manage things like uh, medical care, uh, manage things like the economy, the banks, all are in leagues. There's no independent system or, or uh, voice in this world because all that world was created specifically to give authority to the very, uh, very low in numbers elite the uh, number of people who actually manage banks is in the few thousand, even though the amount of people who support banks it, by their customership is in the billions. And you start seeing that it's a massive, uh, disproportionate control of not only wealth, but collateral, real estate, authority, and what we're going to be talking about in this hour is the authority. Yeah, so the power, the authority that they have given themselves has been recognized as authority, which it isn't. The entire dialogue and conversation of who controls the state, who controls the systems, whether they be Western or Eastern, um, communist or capitalist, have become mere pieces in the game 
that these groups play and the truth and the the reality of situations, the existential reality of situations is that we live now in a completely uh, one world system or caste system in which no one from the lowest classes, no one from the working classes, no one from the uh, real elements of society, real tribal leaders, real um, geologically like aboriginal and specific peoples, uh, first world peoples, tribes that existed that were traditionally existed and recognized um, even entire like you know um, nations and with all of their you know leadership structures there is not one element of this natural old world system that is recognized as an authority, no matter how much of an authority in that system those representatives and individuals truly are, and that this new world order system is one of ignorance uh, posed as intelligence and authority, and that the one motivating uh, factor like the reward system is hedonism and non-judgment slash acceptance and empowerment, which is this quote-unquote empowerment thing in which they allow uh, people to justify their own, like, um, you know, worst traits and worst natures, worst habits, perversions, uh, what they would call kinks or fetishes, obsessions, neuroses, uh, mental illnesses, um, Ill- physical illnesses, uh, bad living, what have you. They will encourage that you embrace those things as your identity and seek to assert yourself into society to gunk up the system to better discredit and to demoralize any interactions within a system that is now repellent and synonymous with corruption and uh, just ill repute and um, uh, shamelessness and absolute carnality. The notions of which being that as the good abandon these places and these systems. They become um, completely in control of this very small fraction of elite that's waging the psychological warfare on these people, which are not its own people. So it doesn't care about the overall ramifications to that place to that geography, in this case America, in this case middle America, in this case small town America, in this case rural America, in this case the real home, the real heart of the people who would call themselves American and identify as culturally the engine that is both the validator and the creator of the media, the efforts, the industry, the science, everything that would go on to be recognized as its own labor, as the fruits of its own ingenuity and its own ingenuity, 
basically, the uh, whole system has been hijacked. And now we enter a phase that Bill Cooper would recognize as being this, this invasion by foreign powers. But unlike he visioned it, and many uh, conspiracy theorists of the 1990s envisioned it, it's not a actual military invasion of powder or sky blue helmets with UN sigils and UN flags, you know, like uh, invading America, funneled in from the third world to uh, literally occupy American streets with armored vehicles and with automatic weapons as a foreign occupying power arresting the uh, legal resistance and legal, you know, uh, independence of Americans away as, um, in declaring them acts of terror, acts of uh, extremism, acts of uh, domestic terrorism or, or crimes against the world or, and in painting them through the media machine as the villains and as these evil you know, um, crazy, um, you know, um, apocalyptic, uh, cultists, militias, and like, you know, um, basically different stripes of, 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 uh, barber, uh, um, you know, um, barbarian, that the, uh, world, you know, would, would, would support it. And that we would be crushed not by a Cold War era communist horde or a red horde or a red invasion, but by a uh, sky blue UN invasion with the same democratic socialist agenda, with the same Marxist agenda to obliterate the family, to destroy all religions, to create an atheist state based on uh, the government's uh, will and ideology alone, this type of super organism uh, that would would create this uh, forced utopia of no personal possessions but maximum social luxuries. But a foreign invasion of ideology, of demoralizing agents, and not even of foreign demoralizing agents, but domestic demoralizing agents. People and agents that have been brought up in systems that are already a century old, and that these century-old systems of foreign demoralization efforts, specifically those by um, not one particularly political party, but by this globalist uh, tycoon system, this capitalist system, which is like the greatest irony, because it's Rockefeller-based, it is elite oligarch-based, Plutarch-based, and klepto, uh, or kleptocrat-based, because it is based on the privateer system, in which all unguarded are insufficiently uh, educated and defended and, you know, able um, properties, people, which is which is important later, and, uh, you know, livestock things, real estate, territory, uh, all of it, every single thing in the world is up for 
you know, up for taking if by the, the strongest survival of the fittest, these social Darwinists. It's hard to express in, in, you know, like very summarized terms, but these privateer mentalities are the, you know, roots of capitalism since the days of the Vikings, since the days of Rome and ancient, the ancient world where you would actually engage in warfare for profit. Specifically to take uh, artifacts, treasures, and human slaves. That never died out. And that this, while it's completely antithetical to the American system, was the system that what they was trying to invade America with. But it's this caste system, that's an ancient world system, it's the ancient mystery system. The system that Babylon had, the system that um, ancient Rome had, or Phoenicia had and if we're calling and simplifying it the Phoenician system the the Eastern system the system of um, you know exactly great Babylon uh, Persia um, you know uh, that you could say was the reptilian system that was inherited from an even greater uh, enslaver of mankind. Some an enemy of mankind's liberation of empowerment, of ability to control one's own destiny. Because ultimately, it doesn't matter what the state is called or what system they say they are. If they are taking away the power of the person, if they are taking away the power of the individual, the individual's rights to express themselves, to seek personal property to seek personal uh, fulfillment, gainful employment as they choose without restriction, without punishment, and without um, uh, undue unusual suffering put upon that person, such as social isolation or religious persecution or excommunication or uh, harassment, gang stalking, for example, electronic harassment, um, you know, physical exile and things. Uh, for seeking to be oneself. Not in a way that is criminal, not in a way that is outlaw, not in a way that is taboo or hurtful or damaging to a certain party over another. Uh, very classically put in the American system that the fist that or the freedom ends where the, uh, the freedom of the fist to swing ends where the nose begins because the idea is this uh, social contract where the freedoms of e- every man, of each man are upheld and are uh, benefited from the strengths of their neighbor because the societies are not urban and they're not built on a caste system where there has to be a uh, very strictly a assigned working class that must exist proportionately huge to the middle class and then even that middle class is proportionately much much larger than the ruling elite which is necessarily the fewest in number controlled even amongst the elite by a super elite a illuminati elite that are these high priests of these mystery religions which the mystery religions are a foreign, ideologically foreign uh, element to the American system. The American system, for better or worse, like I said, was 
betrayed by its own corporate system. These are the suit classes. These are the suit and tie classes. These are the classes of human beings that reside mostly in massive cities, in urban metroplexes, and they survive literally alone in high towers made of steel and glass in courthouses, federal courthouses across the land. They serve government contracts. They work in things like the aerospace industry. They work in things like the uh, broadcast communication industry. They work in things like the advertising industry. They work in things like the food production and and factory scaling uh, industries, the banking industries, shipping industries. They work in all the things that we would know as society's uh, current power structures, things like sports, things like the military um, as as it's seen right like uh, the the face of it the actual um, Hollywood military industrial complex um, they they serve things like the uh, logistical systems in America uh, transportation of foods and goods they oversee uh, the tech sectors these are very very small very elite members of society. I mean, small in uh, in number, right? Very, very elite in terms of number and and people. They are literally the 1% and then fractured into that 1%. Their control over the 99% is completely intangible. It is not a physical control. It is from these towers, these broadcast towers, that they manipulate and control the 99% and the majority of the world, let alone America, by this point in time, 2020. They assumed most control through the Patriot Act after these last 20 years during 9-11, but the majority of their control was simply the conversion of the pre-existing order of the Rockefeller uh, company and corporation that by now has really nothing to do with the Rockefellers anymore being more observed by the Rothschild factor the Kabbalist factor which is your mystery uh, school of thought why the UN is the United Nations which is the Americans the key supporter of and there's like this idea of the Rothschilds and the three shields Washington DC providing the military and using the taxpayer dollar to to fund this uh, internationalist globalist military that is now known as the United States military, at least um, the United States Army, right? And there's some specifics when, when cutting down the idea of who's in charge of both the Pentagon, the military, and uh, which branch does what. And when you really start researching it, it becomes very complex very fast. Um, but this idea of Navy versus Army, Army versus Navy, comes up a lot. This Illuminati control would obviously really only affect officers and really only affect their relationships to lobbyists and relationships to their military uh, industrial and keyword is industrial part of this thing because like I said the Rockefeller system created the tycoon system created the industrial America um, world the American uh, identity 
and through the conversion of the masters of the factory do we now see this merger of uh, basically uh, globalist stateless uh, humanity uh, humanist but like social scientific social Darwinist system uh, being able just to instantly assume total control over our culture it's not because it invaded it's not because they had certain double agents basically open the gates to these Huns they converted them and over time it gradually over time it gradually became a matter of personal association identity that which America voluntarily walked into Bill Cooper was warning about this the current state that we're in now is in a cold war where the numbers on both sides are growing the forces on both sides are growing they are growing because even though there is awareness of the division there is currently a state of peace or at least the cold war peace the definition of peace in the era of the cold war Hostilities being propaganda victories. Hostilities being uh, rallies and protests and um, attempts at educating and um, subverting members of certain groups, converting them, uh, switching sides in alignment. And the sides are those that are willing acolytes of this new world order, uh, scientism, belief system where they think that mankind is the only thing and what the governments have told them is real is real and what the government tells them to believe they believe and they don't do any of their own thinking or thoughts they're hedonists they only live for pleasure in the moment they have no real faith in themselves or in society or others they're not nice people in general because they are vindictive shallow paranoid um, jealous, greedy, like, you know, exactly arrogant, um, like, basically, you go down to the seven sins list, slothful, and then you start going down to even more, where you're like, they're just absolutely shameless, um, hypocrites, and then you go into even more, and that this new world order truly is, and they want everyone to be that, and there are acolytes to that system, that if you actually paid attention to and watched, you would see cannot hide it because they are not trying to hide it. And that these people form one side. The people who um, seek to exert this influence and even though they're the elite they're like the very small representation they are an inaccurate representation of nature they are not like if you watched any of their propaganda or their media you would instantly realize they are divorced from reality because the things that they make for themselves which they are trying to sell to the people which are the other side of this cold war it's no longer a capitalist communist. It's them versus us. It's the leaders versus the people. 
literally the 1% versus the 99%, and that's how it's always kind of been. Like, see, 10 years ago, they had the, the Occupy Wall Street movement, and the Occupy Wall Street was strictly financial. It was about debt and loans and real estate, and that's how it became so popular, because people were only willing, or only allowed, really, to talk about it in terms of financial uh, dimensions. Like, yes, it's undeniable that they are stealing all our money. <laughs> it's undeniable that these billionaire companies and billionaires themselves are the re- are the manifestation, like the actual end game, is that they want literally uh, like half a dozen or, or maybe a little uh, several dozen people to own most of everything, right? Like that that's wrong. It pissed a huge segment of people, especially the middle class, off. And where the identity of Americans was 10 years ago, that was cool, because that was like the... But it was the last gasp of this rebellious, individual rights, in like, uh, understanding of society in terms of us versus them, and the little guy is also the middle class guy, because he's technically still very much little when it comes to, like, the big game, you know, like, get, get the big elephants, get the big whales, not the guy making just, you know, enough to live, not the guy, you know, that, that it was everyone against these people, against these banksters, against these, um, the financiers, these Wall Street people, right, these fat cats, and that the terms, though, were only put in that line, where capitalism is bad, and if you're rebelling against the financial elite, you're rebelling against capitalism, but remember, that's only half the story, the, the, the real story is they should have been protesting against their ancient mystery Babylonian caste system that they want to set up because it, there's a metaphysical property to it, there's an ideological property to it, it's an intangible system to it. They want you to be a willing slave, they want you to be a, a slave that thinks you're free. And they are offering you this fake freedom and for, for permanent real slavery. Because the one thing a slave cannot have is the ability to choose their own destiny and to choose their own master. Because that's, that's the exact... That's, you know, a free man can choose who they want to work for and who they want to associate with and who they want to be friends with. A slave must have the master that chose them, that made and slave them. A slave's world is made for them, and they exist inside of it. A slave doesn't have a choice. They may have many choices through the day, but ultimately they don't have the one choice that matters. Now, they, the, the, the capitalist system has already enslaved you, and they already know this. The easiest way for this foreign power, because it was an American system of slavery at the very least, was that the American society 
might be all those things which are natural to the evils of this material world. The caste system, they versus then system, the haves, the have-nots, the rich and the poor, the, the you know, the, 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 the lucky ones and the unlucky, the sad and the happy. We understand that as part of the natural cycle because we observe nature and realize everywhere is exactly like the same. It's just there's different things unique to each environment. And when you have a system as big as it is, first of all, the system did not, did not, was not created when, the, when we were as big as we were in terms of population or state or even land. Um, America, the, the system, the company, was created when we only had 13... It's expanded. And thus, we are the aboriginals who were born into a system that wasn't perfect. To defend that imperfect system is folly, but it's more correct when it comes to the natural order of things because it's who you identify with because it's where you're from. And if anything, all tribes are merely the self-identifying qualities of people who recognize difference and uniqueness and can promote their own virtues and values, right? Which is important, because like I said, you can then choose to accept those, and then choose where you want to live, choose who you want to work for, or what you want to do with your life, surrogate activities, choose what caste system you seek to, you know, either uh, mobilize to or lower yourself into, but those choices are yours, given your own abilities, right? Like, they're not withheld from you. Like, it's still possible. Um, In this New World Order system, there is no possibility of that. They have completely curated the world upon factors of success and authority that either are impossible, if you're not already born into them, or are based on such arbitrary factors as to be exclusionary to most of the world. Most of the world. This is your affirmative action on steroids. This is your political correctness on steroids. This is the legitimacy of unfairness, of segregation, of slavery. Again, in America, but not based on skin color, but based on bullshit that is not real for all intents and purposes, but is completely imaginary. And only if it's approved as fulfilling the goals of this hedonistic New World Order system that wants you to accept and be happy in your misery and worthlessness as a human being. Because then they will promote that as being a success in the system because you obeyed and there is nothing more positive in a slave caste system that the Mysteries uh, School Babylon wants you to believe in, the Antichrist system wants you to believe in, that obedience is a virtue and that obeying people you have never met who are telling you things you know nothing about (laughs) and encouraging you to do things which are against your better judgment and nature and even then your enjoyment. 
And they want to make those things virtuous. In Rome, there was a whole system of virtues for the slaves. It's a Phoenician system. It's a, sla- it's a piracy system. You know, Rome was made of pirates. Like the Etruscans. That's like, like, this is a system that's dark side as shit. Ancient Babylonian system. Ancient Persian system. Carthage. Um, you know, like, like the people give so much respect to the ancient world and then forget that the ancient world was built on slavery and like systematic rape of people and enslavement of tribes uh, purely through force and that the great leaders were inbred priest class controlled billionaires basically because they owned everything and they owned all the gold and if you had gold you had to give it to them uh, and, and it was encouraged that people just showed up with fucking gold to give to the king like as taxes and that this is the system that they they want to exist again in a type of new is old fashion because the revolutions that occurred to depose of them. Like I said, this is part of the secret cabal system. This is part of this uh, New World Order uh, last gasp because it's what is new is old again. It's their doublespeak. It's this reptilian system of of, uh, of disembodied power for these uh, systems. Exactly. Like, it's not a physical thing. It doesn't matter who's actually in charge. It gives power to these astral and interdimensional forces uh, and their ideology and you know in many ways it's the the resurrection of a lot of evils it's it's going to be destroyed it's going to be purged but currently right now it must be understood that this exists and that people like Bill Cooper and other conspiracy theorists spoke about it now that's just the the backstory right so we have to kind of define who this enemy is now we're defining our side and our actions and how we can take steps to survive and endure and promote the greater revolutions to happen in this next century. Because if you have read any history, you know every century there are movements, there are uh, leaders of those movements, there are reasons for those movements, and it's best to predict them and to be ahead of them than to be unaware of them and then to miss them strictly for the fact that there is a system of power involved in these historic trends. It's called uh, psychohistory. It's the psychological effects of history. The reasons why history occurred, right? One of these things, like the civil rights movement back then, is when a people were given freedom, and then that freedom was slowly reduced away through the disenfranchisement, franch, uh, the, fran- the disempowerment, the dispossession of the personal property and wealth of a people in a system, a betrayal had occurred. Because people don't realize that in the civil rights movement, before that, 50 years before that, there was the segregation uh, uh, system, which was not in the South, but in the North. And had attained a great amount of success. Because Harlem Renaissance, the building of Brownstown, the building of uh, Chicago, and the, like they had uh, cities that rivaled 
what you would know as white cities in wealth and success. The seizing of that happened in the 30s during the Great Depression when the economy failed and white citizens took it upon themselves to seize with force the wealth and real estate and property and thus the jobs and giving the, you know, it, it basically was a lawlessness. When they did take it through, like the bombing of Tulsa, the uh, the Houston riots around the same time, this is after World War I and before World War II, um, there was a lot of social tension, but in the South, the, the whites started to become very aggressive and seize black property, seize black towns and black labor, uh, throwing men into jails and things like that. So the civil rights movement in the South specifically was a response by black communities against the seizure of their property alone, right? That's what started the whole thing. Not segregation, which existed peacefully for 70-plus years uh, without protest, without really incident. The race riots began when there was forced mixture, when there was forced interaction and a tit-for-tat system of, um, of attacks and social seizures. The next to happen, the next civil rights movement to happen will not be race-based. It will be um, economic class-based. And it will be when the currency gets changed. They've already theorized this is happening before. And I only use the civil rights movement as a hypothetical because uh, the ideas of history themselves are very inaccurate. And they want you to think like there was this one thorn in the side of a system, and it's not. It was absolutely because of this aggressive action that was taken in the Great Depression. And 20 years later, the, the children who basically saw the race riots of the 1930s had educated themselves enough on how riots work on how civil uh, on like how this the police and national guard function and how media works how uh, the the power is in masses of people and uh, the protests uh, like the dynamics and the politics of them when it comes to like incarceration they had no- known that because they had literally grown up in systems or that was a type of urban warfare in America, uh, you know, as extremely ill and evil as it was, this is a system of humanity, right? So it's, it's Hootsies versus the Tootsies, basically. White skins versus black skins. It's not going to be on skin color this time. It's going to be on intangible elements such as class and money and wealth. Because there is a huge element of society about to get all of their money taken away. And I don't say that to be an alarmist, but this is absolutely the case. The United States dollar is going through a state of hyperinflation. This is going to cause the dollar to basically drop out. Poor people are still going to be poor as shit, so don't worry about that, right? Yeah, I'm not talking that the poor people are going to be... You're still not going to have fucking nothing, so don't worry about it. Zero, zero, no matter what. <laughs> but the middle class is going to lose literally the last things they have in terms of real estate, in terms of equity, buying power, stock, all of that. The investments that they put into a system 
that they know because they're educated enough to know and they've already been born in this system of American like collateral and real estate that the Occupy Wall Street movement was only 10 years ago. The middle class are not like poor people. They just don't forget shit, right? (laughs) I'm saying like the middle class ain't like us, uh, poor folk, where if something happens two years ago, it was a fucking long time ago. No, the middle class hold on to shit. They, They learn from the past. They are the educated... I'm talking doctors, I'm talking lawyers, I'm talking civil leaders, people with companies, construction uh, crew uh, managers, business people in the oil industry, lumber industry. I'm not talking about people who have to work every week to make a living. I'm talking about people who are millionaires, who are millionaires and multi-millionaires who have private jets, who have boats, who have houses, multiple houses, and have their money put into systems that have now been completely hijacked by people who don't have any interest in their survival, profit, or well-being, and are only kept in bay and check because of laws that are currently in place and have been in place for almost 100 years or more based on the tycoon and corporate systems of protecting business leaders, etc. from such things. And now when the whole global world starts getting into lockstep as this coronavirus bullshit has already proven itself to be, all the elite business leaders had to agree on this shit. It's obvious. They started putting people with masks on their commercials a month into the the lockdown last year, they had those commercials already made. They knew that people were going to have to use Uber Eats and uh, Grubhub and things. They had commercials already made and the stocks already ready to sell. They knew that the vaccine was going to be a a thing because they had them already produced. They've done the math and realized that they have to make... um, was it 4 million vaccines um, every fucking day for the factory to even come close to uh, having enough for the for the world's population 7 billion people and it would take them almost like 40 years to do it and let alone they just pop this thing out because they already had it in place the writing is on the wall and very few people are ignorant to the fact that the world is controlled now by something much more powerful than just profits and earnings and losses. And and only an idiot doesn't know about the Freemasons and only an idiot doesn't know about the Illuminati and only an idiot doesn't know about like global Satanism and shit and the Jews and the Middle East and uh, the religious implications, the Catholics are in on it. That this is something that's going on. It's obvious. And you can argue that that's being paranoid and reading too much into movements. But after, it's like Bill Cooper was shot in the year 2001 for predicting 9-11. Accurately uh, uh, blaming, putting blame on Osama bin Laden after a CNN interview. And saying that the global the global intelligence uh, 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 world was promoting this psychological operation of a terrorist attack on American soil and it was going to be Al-Qaeda and it was going to be Osama Bin Laden because they they say this is how it works it's this hypnotic effect of getting everybody 
aware of something and then striking suddenly, causing a 9-11 type event, and then um, seizing the opportunity to radically change the definition by rewriting history in the terms of retrovision. And when you, uh, when you, uh, what's it called? Uh, when you revise history, when you edit history, when you rewrite history, retcon, that's what it's called, retcon. When you retcon history, it's very dangerous because you're taking away someone's livelihood. You're taking away someone's house. You're taking away someone's real estate. You're taking away someone's home. And just like I, I mentioned the civil rights movement, those people had physical things taken away from them, identifying things, ancestral homes, uh, their own businesses taken away from them. That's when they lashed out. That's when they started marching. That's when they started protesting. That's when they started act, uh, becoming militants, right? They started forming things like the Black Panthers. They started forming things like the Nation of Islam, which in itself is a is your best a COINTELPRO movement, but it's a Black Power movement. It's a Black uh, Defense movement. Uh, but exactly, we're getting away from the Civil Rights Movement. Um, point is the the middle class. The people, they put their money into banks. They put their money in the stock markets. They put their money into entrepreneurs. And these entrepreneurs, these billionaires like Elon Musk, Richard Branson, all of these, uh, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, they are all about to stab them in the back. They are about to stab these motherfuckers in the back. They put all of their money into crypto. They put all of their money into Bitcoin. They put all their money into... Um, they're different green energy ventures and they're all going to get their fucking shit handed to them when the government basically invalidates the United States dollar and the world government does this validates the United States dollar as we suffer hyperinflation as the Russian ruble and the Chinese uh, dollar begin to exist and they start outlawing Bitcoin around the world Bitcoin is supported mostly by foreign, to American standards, uh, investors, and usually tied to like you know different types of money laundering. The world will have to respond to this massive economic crisis as this hyperinflation seizes the world. As because where the U.S. dollar goes, the entire world will collapse. Money will be worthless. That's what I said. Poor people don't fucking care because we don't have anything anyway. Zero, zero, right? But for everyone who used to be able to go out and just buy a car, for everyone who thought they were going to just pay for their children's college, for everyone who thought, like, they had savings because they owned a business that was successful, who have employees, people who have, like, like they draw their identity from this American system of adulthood which is the rite of passage in which you start becoming an earner and you have your own savings and you buy your own house and you start your own family and you create your own uh, life but it's all based on money it's all based on fucking money because it's only possible with the job and with money, and with your savings account, and with your loans, and with your mortgage, and with your real estate, and your relationship with credit, and all that, it, it just the fact that you can wake up, 
in your own bed with heat and electricity and your wife happy and your children fed and about and you go in it's because of money it's going to fiat currency greenbacks they ain't worth anything you can't control power you don't you don't have any skills you don't have any uh, resources any chance to resist and when faced with hardship when faced with hardship, the world will respond by creating this one-world utopia system, which is going to try to put everyone on a social credit digital system and revert everyone back to zero. Because it is going to try to save the world from going through hunger, famine, having to like burn their couch for heat during the winter because the gas companies don't exist if there's no one getting paid at the gas company. Like, the fucking engineer's not going to show up if he's not getting a check. And, yeah, there'll be volunteers that become heroes because they stayed and they, they, they did surgeries for, out in, for, for no pay. And these heroes worked for no money and they kept society going. And that'll be this thing like, oh, the lights didn't go out in, in Christmas Town and Santa Claus worked for free and shit. Like all this bullshit because they want you to get off the system that Americans were raised on, which allowed you to have freedoms and wealth and personal property, even though we already knew it was bullshit because it's been bullshit since the 1930s. It was our bullshit. At least it was, it was slavery and it was bullshit, but it was our bullshit. And it was, it was, we, we could be proud in the bullshit because it was American money. You know, hey, yeah, we, at least we ruled the world in bullshit. And, you know, you factor in the Cold War and the fact that most Americans are just dumb as fuck. Like, we're not a very smart country. We've got to realize this. Most Americans are stupid as shit. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm mostly retarded. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm mostly retarded. <laughs> so, this thing, most, most Americans just don't want to factor that. Like Homer Simpson level. And we're, we're honest when it comes to that shit. <laughs> But, uh, you know, exactly. So we were okay with it. Even though it was bullshit, we were okay with it because Homer Simpson at least got to have a job and participate in society and have, like, you know, freedom and independence and everything because it was all based on money. When that money's gone, we'll all be based on government and, like, this digital system of wealth, which will be way over the heads of most people. Now, while the kids might be in the, in the nerds and the, the, you know, academics and the tech society might be like, oh, this is the reason why it's going to work, it's going to piss off mostly everybody. So while there might be a small minority who thinks that this is the greatest way to go, they won't be heard over literally the millions and millions and possibly even in the billions of people who have had their entire world taken away from them overnight. Literally in a blink of an eye. As we go to a cashless, propertyless society envisioned by Charles Schwab known as 2030. And at this Cold War we're going to be in is going to turn hot. It's going to turn into a shooting war. Because unlike the civil rights movement which was trying to get a change going internally into a system, there won't be a Martin Luther King figure because 
most of the world has turned away from that type of respect and authority figure. It'll be uh, a a total uh, reversal in terms of that, in which in America and say like in in, um, the Dalai, not Dalai Lama, um, uh, Gandhi, in their roles, they were this non-violent, you know, civil disobedience leader. Leading mostly unarmed populations, mind you. Leading mostly unarmed, impoverished populations to protest. The fact of the matter today, though, in, in this scenario, is that these people, the middle class of America and the working class of America, right, have 500 million licensed weapons. <laughs> they have more weaponry small arms weaponry, but weaponry nonetheless, than every single military on Earth combined, including China. There are more rifles in America. <laughs> in personal private hands. It's, it's going to be a rising up of the people it is going to be a storming of the of, by the people onto these places it is going to be a massive sea of the people all armed with weapons firearms an unstoppable revolution much like the bolshevik revolution But unlike the Bolshevik Revolution, which was provoked by these very same New World Masters that we are going to be revolting and fighting against. That this will be a... not a single mob of identifying uh, idealists, but a... literally a... um, It'd be like the French Revolution. Because of the inclusivity of the us versus them system. If the elite are them, everyone else is the us system. It won't be based on racial or ethnic or geographic or country or origin, or creed, or religion, or or sex, or gender. It'll be based simply on haves and have-nots. And like 10 years ago, there'll be 99% of the world fighting for the have-nots, and 1% of the world fighting for the haves. This is absolutely uh, necessary, and it's not contradictory at all with what I've been saying when it comes to this Ashtar revolution, the Galactic High Command, and the elevation, the ascendancy of mankind up from the primitive cradle of itself, the origins of, into its, uh, you know, adulthood, from its adolescence to adulthood. 
and the necessary revolution to occur is not one of global genocide, no. It's not one where the majority of the people need to be culled and cleansed off the earth and then the small elite can repopulate in their own image and create the world as they hoped so. But it'll be the 99% destroying the 1% that is the parasite of the ultimate earth, of the, of the ultimate mankind, of the ultimate human species as collective. And the last domino to fall has to be the United States uh, domestically. The, the, the middle class has to have their money and their property taken away from them forcefully by this world government in terms of the cashless, propertyless society right, that America's leadership will agree with for the Americans to say enough with America. We, it cannot be defended for patriotism's sake alone. It cannot be defended because of uh, pride in history and pride in one identity, for it is no longer that thing. I would hope that it would be symbolic that America would a, would choose to change its flag so that the old flag would fight the new flag, making it easier to understand in terms like this. But really, it will have to be, in a sense, greater than that, where people are choosing their natural human rights. They are choosing their natural human rights that were given to them by God. Not government. George Washington did not give you your rights. Your rights were given to you by God, as they were given to George Washington. And because those founding fathers recognize them, we have begun to associate those values with their beliefs. And that's not true. Those are, those are facts. Those, that's like two plus two is four. That's like the sky is blue. Up is up and down is down. Like, you know, like you do have basic human rights given to you by God because everyone is created equally and then they try to say well they only thought white men they didn't think that shit the first person to ever buy a slave in America was a black man the first person to ever get shot in the American Revolution was a black man black people lived freely in the colonies since the colonies fucking began like everyone wants to think in this new world order system of complete black as like this racial identity it's not those values are what needs to be defended because previously that's what the values meant america meant values america meant uh ethics and uh morals and it meant but not moral police it didn't mean it meant doing the right thing it meant being Brave. It meant having courage. It meant, uh, you know, being strong. It meant being successful. It it didn't mean suffering. It didn't mean poverty. It didn't mean uh, pain and misery. Even though those things were there, there was a sweetness to it. There was a a happiness to existing and being American that they are trying to steal and have stolen from most of America currently. I have the great fortune of living in Texas, and I have the great fortune of living on the coast of Texas, and 
on heaven on earth. And even I see that most of the people walk around very miserable and they don't like leave their homes and they don't enjoy the nature that they're given. They don't have any pride. They don't do anything. They don't have any hobbies or skills or crafts. They don't have any reason anymore. And that's what they want because they've stolen it from them. Right? And even when they pursue their own lives, they don't value their own actions. They feel like they're just one of many. And even if they were to travel, they wouldn't bring anything from here to there. And they would just leave and seek to, which is their right. Which is, I'm just saying, like, the idea of America now is much sadder and it's much darker and it's much uh, more depressing and dimmer because that light of personal choice that light of personal freedom and your basic human rights have been hidden they have been taken they have been borrowed and not given back by the government by the elite and what the elite value are not those things the elite value this chaos system which they understand symbolically they understand spiritually but to the average everyday person it becomes a uh, very confusing and difficult thing to actualize and materialize the us versus them system. Just because this 1% may understand what they do and what they value in their aesthetic, in their cultural norms, in their value system, in their history, they have kept it secret from the 99%. And thus, it's literally the definition of keeping your slave class illiterate to the language of the slave master now the one thing to do before relying only on violence and a shooting war and uh, mind you this ground weaponry your rifles, your machine guns your pistols will do enough until you get the hardware, the the actual tanks, the artillery, the planes, specifically the planes, and start developing your own seizing methods of production, seizing uh, factories, industrial complexes, and start to create for your own identities, your own tribes, these weapons, these uh, products. that pro- it's, it's a complete seizure of the land, uh, redistribution of the power and the wealth. It's not a war um, to destroy armies. It's a war to literally seize and reclaim what's already yours and what already was yours. This could be done without firing a single shot if it just became down to who do you listen to and who has power in your society. Who has the right to govern in your society and what values you hold true, what you look for in a leadership or in the community you seek to live in. Now, I know that the frustrating part is while you might begin to form these answers, you'll realize the bondage that you're in. Because if you seek a community and you know what it is, you'll find that the difficulty put in place is that bondage of this system that you can't just move because they kept you poor that you can't provide skills for strangers because they've kept you uh, uneducated unskilled that the stresses and the anxieties and the self-directed criticisms that follow the pursuits of happiness 
are the very chains they have chained you up with that have kept you imprisoned in their mental system, in their system of oppression. It'll be a revolution of the human empowerment movement versus the false humanists. The atheists, the scientists, the social Darwinists that have hijacked the natural man in his natural society and turned it into the weapon in which they seek to enslave and dominate the direction and destiny of the entire species of humanity and thus the world. Our test, our very responsibility and duty to God is to slay these tyrants who do not seek to negotiate with us peacefully, who do not seek to offer anything for us, but seek to own us wholly as property. No better than cattle, no better than dogs. They do not value our opinions, they do not value our education, they do not value our experience, they do not value what we know is real, or what we choose to think our value. They seek to tell us what is important. They seek to order us to pursue agendas and goals. They seek to order us and at every moment take from us our power. Take from us our independence. Take from us our very manhoods, our very womanhoods, our very obligations to ourselves, our families, our communities. And they seek their own uh, their only existence. They seek to to take all the attention for themselves, take all the energy for themselves. And they've done so with their propaganda, their witchcraft in the media, their Hollywood military-industrial complex, their globalist wars, the agendas, the seizures of, of the individual uh, rights of um, you know locations like states plus people. And they've done so by redefining through the revision of history the definitions of American values, virtues, and uh, ideals. They They made man divisive in an attempt to weaken us as a unified front. So that when the day does come, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. That they seek to completely take away all personal property and all personal wealth of not like the elite, but of the common man. The common man refuses to ally with itself, refuses to confederate, refuses to seek this unity over the greater ideal of its ultimate freedom and destiny. And they seek to plunge us into this chaos of desperation and and suffering and hope the elements and ourselves call and depopulate and, you know, do their dirty work for them. But what they're not counting on is the fact that we've already seen through their bullshit and we have over a hundred years of truth and, con- and conspiracy and uh, 
really conscientious work put in the place of those that seek freedom and love uh, God and love humanity and love law and order and love the right way, you know, love the, 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 the people of light. And they're going to be very surprised because internationally it's going to come up that all the people they take it for granted and thought couldn't function without them and they took away their, their, their access technology will simply kick in the door, unplug their computers, and throw their asses into the ocean. And it's just going to be that easy because it's going to be 99% of humanity kicking in that door. There's no place for them to run. There's no place for them to hide. They've made the us versus them system the thing that's going to bury them. And that's basically going to end and be the end of that system. It's going to be like the fall of communism. All it happened, all it takes was everyone crossing the line that the government said they couldn't cross. And once everybody did, they realized there was no such thing as communism. There was no such thing as the Soviet Union. There was no such thing as Russia. It is a boogeyman. It is imaginary. And that people simply walked over the wall. They took hammers to it. They knocked it down. Because you can't stop them. There's too many of them. And ultimately what the power of the people, what they will, you know, will be. And and ultimately it will be a cleaning of the slate.
ultimately a cleaning of the slate. It'll be a correction of the previous unfair system. Like I said, the American bullshit system that we've been living in. That we realize is bullshit, but we can't, for reasons of, of, of identity, actually ever challenge. You know, because it's technically high treason, but we can't really figure out, because we didn't want this system in the first place, it's the Rockefeller corporate system, how to actually break out of the corporate system structure. But now that the corporate system structure is going to wage war on the common man, their own employees, their own citizens in the citizenship, then it's time for a new captain. It's going to be a system where we were, yes, weakened by it, eventually to the point that when we had as little as possible, they took that very last thing. But unlike like the saying, the, the, the last straw, the straw that broke the camel's back, when we have that last thing taken from us, there will be nothing left for us to lose as people, as American people across the 50 states There will be nothing left dividing us and keeping us separated and nothing worth defending in a system that has seen fit to take literally the one thing we cared about the most away. Money. (laughs) And I know that sounds crazy because it's like, well, it's so, it's like very idealistic, but if it comes down to money, then why they just get... It's because they take the worth of money away. Like I said, this is American bullshit. It's all bullshit, but it's American bullshit. When there's no chance to get rich, when there's no chance... When all the hard work you can do can just get you into more debt or break you even, when you start enviously contemplating being homeless and how free that must feel socially free if you start fearing people calling the cops on you because you can't afford a ticket for violating social distancing when you when you can't go into a restaurant without wearing a mask and having uh, three booster shots or whatever and a card that's up to date and they want New York City a, the biggest city in the world I mean the biggest city in America they want that to be the trendsetter because they, they, they're using that old card which doesn't play anymore That ne- where New York City goes the rest of America goes because New York City used to be the capital of America based culturally and when it's like that in a city that used to have that much respect and, like, you couldn't get any more American than the idea of New York City. When when you can't even go to a restaurant there because it's ruled by a mayor who's actually a super rich guy who's changed his name to sound more American, de Blasio, sound more Italian, but he's not. He's as globalist as they come. And now this mayor is contemplating being able to arrest people and put them into quarantine for not being vaccinated, for violating his policies. 
under his discretion, as if though this mayor of New York City is going to declare martial law. When a society is already doing these things, you are not a conspiracy theorist. You are not paranoid. You are waking up to the fact that over the last 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 to 80 to 90 to 200, 300, 400, 5,000, 7,000, 8,000 years ago, people have been fucking awake and realizing that at the very least, the evil that is in men's hearts when it comes to rulership and power must be defeated and opposed. Not to replace it with another dictator or king or tyrant. But for the ultimate evolution and ascendancy of humanity as a species, for any real development to occur, for any real progress to be made, for any wealth to be uh, uh, attained, for any honor to be kept, for any dignity to be to be upheld, for any respect to be had, to, for any happiness to exist, for any art to be created, there must be freedom and there must be human respect for human rights that were given to us by God. Not a tyrant, not a government, not a military, but by God. That all men have, as all men are created equal. Thank you all very much for listening to me now and speak about the state of the Cold War that we are currently in with the elites, the mystery Babylonians, the ancient mystery schools, their New World Order, Global World Order system. And that this system is has already hijacked the power structure, has already assumed control over every aspect of authority and control. This current quarantine and lockdown is absolute proof of it, but they are already defeated because as they accelerate this cold war that currently exists into a hot war with the people themselves, the people themselves are more unified now than ever before. And the steps for which they are going to be even more unified and more motivated to react and to take back and to seize again their society from these foreign hijacking uh, cabalists is the removal of the one thing that keeps us all separate and that keeps us all divided the one root of evil in America that has divided all of us and has strangled out any chance of unity until now which is the destruction of the United States dollar's value the hyperinflation followed by the creation of a one world currency and a basic universal income system 
based on a social credit system. And the devaluation of things like higher education and meritocracies based on skill with the promotion of an automated workforce and free college delivered online digitally. As well as the absolute destabilization of current society or traditional society such as what has already happened with the retail business world when it comes to every single industry. Over the course of a post-scarcity economy creating massive uh, profits for the most unethical of foreign economies. China, looking at you. India, when it comes to this globalist system based on radical innovations of the factory system, of the creation process, the fabrication process, based on the evolution of 3D printers, etc. AI, uh, for creation and manufacturing of efficient factories, uh, supercomputers that can run um, your operations, limiting, I mean, I mean, minimizing your actual staff and everything. It's Uh, going to be a shocking and revolutionary new world because never before the haves are going to have so much and the have-nots are going to have so little. And once the U.S. dollar sinks, entire nations are going to be cast into poverty. Internationally. And that these haves believe that their work in making people hate one another based on bullshit is going to be the reason why they're not going to team up and start communicating and using traditional knowledge and traditional skills and communicating. They think that there's going to be a great die-off because of starvation, because the ships aren't importing food, as if though the Chinese can't figure out how to fucking grow their own rice. or, or raise, like They think that people are going to starve because the boats aren't going to carry food on them as if though they can't just grow their own food because they believe that you are so weak as a people. They believe the Americans are so weak that no one would just start growing and farming their own food, killing their own cows and goats and shit, or even dogs, and that you would just starve because you couldn't keep your your obesity, your high caloric uh, expectations alive, and that that would kill literally millions of people within the first winter of hyperinflation. They 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 think people are going to eat each other in the cities, and there's going to be like roving gangs fighting each other for gasoline, because that's what Americans would do with their guns. They wouldn't just you know seize the city and provide a safe and orderly lawful environment with security made up of militiamen and and regular citizens agreeing that the situation is terrible and trying to survive you know without like uh, 
you know, money, but based on like, you know, I don't know, some kind of system that they would have to create. But it would be one of independence. It would be one of literally a grassroots by the people for the people society that would emerge and weapons would keep it both safe as well as being able to defend itself from these globalist fucking armies, these foreign invaders, either being in UN helmets or in the guise of like federal police officers, things like that, even um, elements of our own military. Like I said before, 500 million guns legally owned in America, higher than the number of every single military-owned weapon combined in the world. All 200-plus nations. Add up all the guns, we got more of them. They think people are going to like resort to cannibalism and carnage, and, like, rape, and he, and white people will be killing black people, and black people will be killing white people, and that, no, it's gonna be everyone looking each other in the eye and realizing that the true enemy still has their lights on. The true enemy isn't growing hungry. The true enemy is hiding behind virtual walls on private resorts on yachts and shit in the tropics where they've been shell gaming and putting all their fucking money in and they're gonna realize for the first time in fucking history they're gonna realize that the people that really really piss them off can be gotten to. They can be found. They can be brought to justice. You can throw Elon Musk in jail. You can shoot him in the fucking head. That's a real that's a real thing you can do. You can kill a man. You can kill Bill Gates. He's only human. You can get him. Yes, he's got bodyguards. You got 500 million plus guns. If America united as a people, there is not a fucking army that could stop them. At all. It would be like ISIS on steroids. With Bass Pro Shop hats. Like, the idea behind it is just... it. The only thing keeping them at bay is they have a little bit left in terms of money, in terms of land. They have a little hope left in the American bullshit system. The red, white, and blue. Lady Liberty. Uncle Sam. Which is all Rockefeller propaganda. They have a little bit left of trust and faith in that system because they were born into it and they're brainwashed. But once that system gets taken from them, they'll defend the ideology of this old system to the death. And this is why the New World Order has crucially made a mistake. As the QAnon movement um, spoke about 4D chess, using that terminology a lot, the 4D chess, the crucial mistake occurred when it when it began in the United States during the Rockefeller seizure of power and the signing of like the League of Nations and things like that back in the World War 1 days that 
because they created a system to initiate this system and develop the perfect brainwashing system to convince the originally free and independent western half of America to belong to the new federal government empire of the United States Company of America, the United States Incorporated, right, which is the federal government, the Rockefeller education system created the greatest propaganda machine effort known as the public school system. And the public school system educated Americans in the hundreds of millions for almost a full hundred years into the ideology of United States patriotism. While this was a New World Order movement in itself, a Rockefeller-owned movement, it now has to be sacrificed on the altar of this agenda that it created and we'll see this kind of paradox occur in which things like, like the, the, the intended sacrifice the, the, the great experiment of the United States which is this Freemasonic northeastern colony Expanse, because I said it began before there was even a Mississippi River state. Like you know, like before Texas is like late into the game. California wasn't even a part of it yet. Well, we hadn't gone to war with Mexico, um, Alaska, Hawaii. War like these, these things were a hundred years into the future when this shit all really began. Was this creation by the Bavarian Illuminati of the United States of America, signed by the Declaration of Independence in 1776? Right. This is all is a, a new world order system, and in itself is much bullshit. Yes, but it does it does create the paradox, which is going to destroy the thing that made it, the thing that seeks to now sacrifice America in the name of the new world order. That sacrifice isn't going to go as intended. That sacrifice is going to be where the the tulpa the of the uh, created thought form, the entity, the persona of America has a life of its own. And while it may not survive, it will fight to the death to save itself. And it's invincible because it was made to be the war machine of the New World Order. And while it is the greatest military force to ever exist, the technology can be seen... That can fight for any side. If it's fighting for the globalist masters, if it's fighting against them, they can't stop it. And the paradox is it's made for the American people to defend America. When the New World Order seeks to control it simply by saying, you work for me now, like in the biblical book of Revelations, when the scarlet woman of Mystery Babylon, who rides upon the beast from the sea, 
who, when they witness it, say, who can make war upon the beast? Who is strong as the beast? When Mystery Babylon orders the beast against its will, the beast turns and rends her, kills Mystery Babylon with its fangs and claws. And that is the ultimate destruction in the book of Revelations of the whore Mystery Babylon, the ancient mystery religious system of the caste system of ancient Babylon, including human slaves and god kings, where one person has all the power and literally has control over life and death. Think of, like, uh, the, the Caesar of Rome in the Gladiator games, giving thumbs up and thumbs down to people. Like, what the fuck is that about? Like, killing people because they're Christians. That's not fucking right. As I like, that's totally against the natural order of respecting people's freedoms and God-given natural rights. That's giving literally the power of God to one person and his very small family or group of friends or whatever the fuck, and they control everything as if it's just a game to them, respecting nothing, even in other people's lives. Well-being, happiness, they don't care if you're hungry or not. As long as you give them whatever food you have so they can have it and not you. They don't care if you have money or not. They don't, they, they, this is what I'm saying. They'll take, the, 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 the irony is they were producing this system the entire time. And the only thing Americans cared about was their money. Like I said, it comes down to this. They'll take the Americans' money finally and fully by saying the United States dollar has no global value and an attempt to cause world peace because the competition between Russia, China, and America is based on the dollar and by going to a universal basic income, a currency based on digital credit where you don't even get to hold anything There's no gold coins, there's no dollar bills, there's no uh, big bars of silver. That <laughs> that even though they've made everyone worship money instead of God, even though they've made society defend money, defend the capitalist way, defend uh, big businesses, defend the rape of the land, defend the rape of people, it's the seizure of gold, the value of greed. They've made people defend that for hundreds of years in the version of America, in the name of America. And they're going to take that away. It's hard to express how dumb of a move this is, but it's absolutely necessary because in both in, in terms of it's necessary for them to be defeated and it's necessary for them to do because the only way they can claim full power is by saying that the United States dollar doesn't exist. And when they do so, the United States will defend itself by force. And the two will destroy each other, but it won't be... The, the United States will destroy the elite and then just continue existing in, in more of an idealized and safe way, now controlled by these... But having the slavery of the mystery Babylon whore gone. Like, once that's removed, once those chains are gone, 
it won't be the beast anymore. It'll be literally um, the friendly beast, I guess. I don't know if it's going to be friendly or... The point is, that, that's not the point. point is, um, it's not about the destiny of America. It's about the destiny of this new world order. Uh, us versus them, global civil war going to go on. That's from the Cold War that's currently existing right now. Cold War currently exists. About to go shooting war. And probably within the next 10 years, 2030... Uh, because people like Charles Schwab uh, want to take money away, and they think that because they own a few militaries and police forces, that the hundreds of millions, if not billions, of independent citizens who have been raised in systems to defend money, to defend this this concept. Of, of fiat currency, bank accounts, jobs, careers, salary, buying shit. You know, like the American way, as we've been led to believe, as we've been tricked to believe it was. Once that gets seized from us, from them, from the majority, there will be no uh, other option. It will be then a fight to the death. Because the only thing left after that point is life and death itself. And people do not value life as much as you think. That's all propaganda and bullshit. If you if you value your life over your stuff, you're not thinking realistically. People will run back into a burning house to save something. It's like, you're not thinking realistically. People will... People will fight for things, not not for them, not for themselves. So when their things get taken away, exactly, you can kick them around all you want. Once their disability checks get taken away, once that dollar they have saved up is worthless, once that million dollars they saved up is worthless, once their real estate's been seized by the state and liquidated, like once that it's all onto personal property, it becomes worthless. Everything that people think they are is based on money in today's society. You're, you're, everything, everything. It's literally the ground in which the country is built on. And people like Bill Cooper called it. People like Bill Cooper, they called it 30 years ago on their radio programs. They called it in their newsletters. They called it in their books, in their publications. They called it. Absolutely did. Absolutely did. And it's not because they had genius or insight. They merely paid attention. They merely were honest. And they merely had the courage to speak up against the system where everyone else like I said, was born into the American bullshit. Was born simply just trying to find money, try to find jobs, try to find uh, fast friends, loose women, you know, good drugs, uh, just just bopping around, thinking like the party's never going to end. And that's what they wanted people to think. That's what the system was saying. This is the American bullshit system. And and they thought that was. But once they take that away, once that gets taken away, because it's already been taken mostly away. Ninety nine percent of people can't afford that shit. Most people will never have a fun night out. 
most people will have to compromise. They'll never have weddings. They'll never have vacations. They'll never travel. They'll never have road trips. They'll never have good cars. They'll never have a fast car. They'll never have a good house. They'll never have uh, cool friends. They'll never have a hot girlfriend. They'll never be uh, attractive. They'll never be smart because they can't afford education. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the system already is fucking people over. But for the few people it isn't fucking over, they still believe in it. Once that's gone, once that's completely taken away, there is no reason to exist beyond fighting to get that back. Beyond fighting to get a chance for that. that I believe I've covered basic points of what I was going to speak about with this particular episode so it's a good point to wrap it up and to tie it all together the current American Cold War it's not a war against enemies it's not a cold war against China it's not a cold war against Russia it's a cold war with the very elite of the neoliberal capitalist movement whatever you want to call it The, the, the elite of the world as they govern themselves differently than they govern the 99%. This Cold War is going to rapidly become hot. It's going to become a shooting war. It's not going to be a a shooting war of mutually assured destruction. But we're going to realize how much of a paper tiger the elite are and have always been. Their mercenaries, their police forces, their militaries, if they have any connection to the real world and to real people, will not side with them and not follow their orders. The people want serious about engaging in conflict, engaging in war, engaging in these battles, will quickly rediscover their power, their potency in numbers by developing discipline, organization. They will educate themselves. They will develop their different administrative and, you know, logistical abilities, their needs. They will volunteer. They will form these networks, these communications, these connections between communities. And in doing so, realize the virtues of the golden path, realize the virtues of learning, realize the virtues of the education that they've been deprived of, assuming responsibilities, self-governance, fair compensation. They'll redevelop these prides, these these ethics, these work values, and these, these, these identifying cultural things. They'll recover them overnight. Because they never really have disappeared. They've only been suppressed and they haven't been advertised, but they exist naturally and they always have. Everywhere is ultimately following the same laws. And when they rebuild the world, they'll rebuild the world not to the Rockefeller's image, not to the New World Order's image, not to a globalist society's image or a world of um, 
tyrants in any version, scientific, medical, or economic, but they will, religious, they will rebuild the world the right way. And I hope to be amongst them, I hope to be alive during that time, but it will be very soon in the recent uh, future. Uh, It'll be around 2030, it'll be around 2040. Twenty fifty at the least, at the 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 maximum type of uh, forecast for this event. But it'll happen within your lifetime, and if you watch the news, you're gonna see it happening fast, faster and faster and faster. And things that you don't think are connected, are all connected, such as this. Uh, the, the the questioning and the holding to the elite to the laws and the Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell trials and the uh, the rise of pseudo-intellectuals and the rise of uh, populist speakers and the forms of social media and and digital content and the, the different urgencies of protest you're going to start seeing people become leaders Overnight, you can start seeing people become influencers. People start becoming um, laymen, politicians, people, politicians, populists, leaders of movements. And of course, you're going to start seeing the the retaliations, the reactions, the outlawing, the censoring. Increase 100-fold. Hell, increase a 1,000-fold until I predict within a few years it's going to be absolutely almost impossible to speak the truth in any single way and that there will be an active campaign of people creating shadow internets, creating shadow social media networks, creating shadow um, video hosting sites that are for the people by the people as tech is going to be the first thing where they take everything from us only to find that we have everything within ourselves to recreate and improve upon the for-profit systems that we originally made popular, that we originally created by we the people in terms of the internet, in terms of uh, internet culture, in terms of internet media, things like that, that the days of YouTube are numbered, that they will not survive this next decade, that they will not survive, um, things like TikTok will not survive, censorship will not survive, uh, the internet the way it is will be taken from us, censored from us by these new world order types, these big company types, it's already done so, and it's already now a unrecognizable landscape of major corporations advertising and toothless, uh, toothless, uh, heavily censored um, um, fluff content where everything real has slowly become uh, non-existent or completely, um, you know, deplatformed. And people who originally were creating uh, semi honest content voluntarily deplatformed themselves rather than 
suffer the harassment and suffer the the uh, constant derision and attacks again from society onto them and this demoralization campaign that's currently running online. So the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be um, on frontline news. It will not be because those systems operate only as mouthpieces for the elite. And there is no way around it. There will not be a uh, top-down solution or a top-down awareness from any of this. This will be an absolute underground movement where people are going to have to use word of mouth um, is a like uh, independent internet type uh, services have to learn uh, a lot of computer engineering and computer coding um, use alternative forms of communication radio uh, like actual analog radio use uh, things like uh, distribution of uh, actual hardware like uh, thumb drives and and you know even CD-ROMs and stuff like to, to really get across messages that the elites will have censored almost completely from the internet. Including dark web. Including dark web. And I was saying, like, it'll go back to almost a state of, uh, of, of analog um, hacktivism. You know, like, hacker analog uh, activism. It's going to be a weird evolution, but it's going to be absolutely a liberation and a re turn to a golden age where people had a both um, freedom and power at their disposal. Like I said, it's been excellent talking to you guys about the subject. Uh, there is a hiccup in the supply chain as it were on the 12 days of Christmas upload schedule. And that the show yesterday got a little um, snafu'd because I, you know, I was trying to figure out how to upload my Spotify video uh, option. Like they have a they have this advanced option on Spotify where you can upload video content for your podcast, and it synchronizes the audio for those who choose to listen to audio and those that choose to watch the video. And uh, while it seemed very straightforward, I tried to upload a video and um, just, I mean, it was a trial, but ultimately decided to take the day off while working with that, exploring, you know, different topics to look up. The 12 Days of Christmas will resume while I intended to make them 12 episodes, you know, one per day. Uh, We'll have to kind of live with that. This is my first season trying it. 12 is a lot when it comes to um, shows in a row, shows per day, given the amount of research I do per day on the topic and, like, um, just absolute the exhaustion you feel afterwards. You know, you get drained. This is actually a, you know, committed effort. It's exertion, you know, to speak publicly for for a few hours, you know, on each subject. And while I'm trying to summarize my thoughts and make it very succinct, you know, it, these subjects are huge and can be talked about for for days and days at a time so the hour is the summary um, it does have a huge uh, impact on my voice as well you know the voice um, 
needs to rest every once in a while. Twelve, he's at twelve days of podcasting. Should have had that lined up each day, and though I'm recording and uploading, so you got the six for the first six, and then you're gonna get this six now. Um, while I hoped that it was going to end the day before Christmas, I will probably release an episode on Christmas or maybe even a day afterwards. Um, and plus, these deadlines are all set by myself anyway. They're arbitrary, but I just wanted to kind of apologize for not meeting this, this, the, the benchmark that I had pressed for myself, you know, had made for myself uh, in this 12 continuous everyday upload uh, special extravaganza type thing. So 12 Days of Xmas uh, will be still 12 uploads, but now that I've already missed a day, uh, we'll try to not miss any other days in the future. If so happens, they will. You will get twelve. You will get twelve of these episodes. Like I said before in a previous upload, these are the twelve last free episodes. The last twelve free episodes. Everything will be going behind a paywall. Uh, in twenty twenty two, all the new future episodes. These will still remain free. The archive will be open. Uh, I will try to release maybe one free episode per month in the future coming forward, but most of the content, the daily content, the weekly content uploaded three or four times a week, that'll all be behind a paywall only for the Patreons, only for the people who have uh, donated to get the special link to where I'm going to upload those episodes at. Um, So, you know, I thank you for your support. If you guys have been supporting me for this long and haven't uh, become a member of the Patreon, it starts at $1. $1 a month will give you access to all future shows in 2022, except for the you know once-a-month free show. Uh, you'll be supporting independent citizen journalism. You'll be supporting independent media. You'll be supporting my own research, as well as the uh, survival of this channel, the improvement of this channel, the evolution of this channel into higher-quality documentaries, uh, higher-quality guests, interviews, and future projects. Uh, through the purchase of equipment and through the funding of things like gas and uh, payment for uh, more experienced people than myself and their uh, time and expertise. So the pitch kind of concludes with this uh, kind of not, it's it's just, you know, I've said it before, it's going to be a, a big change in the way the system is operated, the channel is operated. Whereas most of my content was free and the Patreon membership was for direct messaging access and um, basically, um, you know, for support for my efforts through a tipping policy, a generosity policy. Um, you know, and, and, and the tiers are, are still there. They still exist. You're still going to get your perks. But the free content is going to be... Um, is going to be uh, made into a premium content given that uh, I need to focus on valuing my work, valuing my opinion, as well as uh, speaking to those that are serious about this message, serious about this uh, subject. And it's a good, because there are hundreds, if not thousands, of conspiracy channels, of truther podcasts, of people speaking about paranormal things, uh, think matters of ufology, matters of alien uh, intelligence, technology, hollow earth, mud flood, new world order stuff. And they do so, you know, under their own prerogative, charging or offering it for free. 
you know, and I know your time is important. I know your time is special. So, you know, if, if you choose to become a membership, uh, you know, member of mine, absolutely appreciate it. You guys are, you know, you mean the world to me as an audience, greatest audience out there in dreamland. This is just separating those that have already listened to myself. He's like, I'm offering a hundred plus episodes for free over the course of the last year on this podcast for free and the archives for anyone to go back and listen to if they so choose my videos on YouTube they're free 440 videos on YouTube um, TikTok videos 500 TikTok videos for free but just that in the future um, my research my work which is legitimate which is of the highest quality which is of the best quality which is of the deepest research possible and which is carefully considered analytics to an incredibly obscure and uh, complex subject. That being the, the paranormal, that being the supernatural, that being the alternative versions of history and truth, uh, futurism, That that has a value. That has an absolute value. And I am embodying not only the American way, American ideals, but also just self-respect and dignity. And this point in my journey, and this point in my career, as a podcaster, as a narrator, as a theorist, as a researcher... I hope you guys join. He's like, I'm only charging a dollar. Of course, two or three dollars would be appreciated on top of that. Uh, five, ten would show that you truly appreciate it, but still, the dollar a month fee will be absolutely um, respectful and proportional to everyone's struggle. I know things are hard out there. Uh, that's why I only ask for a dollar, really. Dollar a month. Now I know... Everyone's got um, a sob story. Times are tough. But we, also, we all also have to start supporting each other. I'm a member of several channels. I support those creators at only a dollar a month. I understand. It's all I can't afford right now currently because I'm working hand-to-mouth currently, only making $100 a month doing this. If you are in touch with any advertisers, if you're an advertiser yourself... You know, contact me. We can work out a very flexible deal. We can work out a very um, attractive deal on both sides. A win-win. If you are, um, you know, seeking to be a guest on my program, you let me know. DM me. I always look for people to interview. Um, I offer, you know, dignified, respectful settings to communicate your ideas, your experiences. Uh, if you so choose to use this as part of your resume or a part of your, your, you know, practice in gaining experience, communicating your message, let me know. We can work together. See, we all got to start supporting each other through inventive and original ways. And that ultimately is supporting each other's labor. And what's new is old again. Supporting each other's labor and supporting each other as members of a community as neighbors and supporting each other as neighbors or as you wish your neighbors to support you. 
So thank you all very much for listening to me. I know your time is precious. Um, I'm very honored that you uh, stick around typically the entire episode. Very honored for that. Saw that last time I looked on the analytics. Most of my episodes are played completely through to the end, which is very rare. Um, Just shows that you guys are an excellent audience. And, uh, you know, greatest audience out there in Dreamland. Well, iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. Namaste and shalom. I've been a Beyond Top Secret Texan. You've listened to the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. God bless you guys. Peace out.